after last week's celebrations, we're back talking about recipes. Today we will explore with plenty of details one of the cakes that I make more often, a protagonist of many cooking classes, and also the cake that saved my dessert course more than once. I find it oddly satisfying to analyze a recipe ingredient by ingredient. It gives me the feeling that I can predict how it will go, that I can control the outcome, and that is likely to suit my preferences. Well, if you are a recipe geek, today's episode is for you. Before the new episode, I would love to thank you for the precious support. I'm really touched by your comments, humbled by your feedback, happy to know that this podcast brings some peace, inspiration, practical advice, and lightheartedness in your daily life during such difficult times. If you want to stay updated, as not to miss a single episode, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to a podcast, and share Cooking with an Italian Accent with your friends. If you like this show and you're listening to this podcast on an Apple device, please consider rating and reviewing the show. How to do it? It is very simple and straightforward. Open the podcast app, click on our podcast and scroll to the bottom of the podcast main page. There you can rate and review the show. This will help us enormously to be more visible so that new people can discover us and share the same passion for Italian food. Last but not least, remember that you will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in the episode show notes. And don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. And now, let's start! Ciao! My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia. I am a Tuscan-born and bred country girl, a home cook, a food writer and a photographer. I teach Tuscan cooking classes in my house in the countryside and I've been sharing honest, reliable Italian recipes for 10 years now through my cookbooks and my blog, JulesKitchen.com. If you love everything about Italian food, big crowded tables and seasonal ingredients, join us and follow this podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia and you are listening to Cooking with an Italian Accent, episode 41. I mentioned several times through this podcast the importance of having a cooking repertoire. The recipe I want to talk about today is one of the key cakes that are part of my repertoire. We'll be talking in details about the pound cake, known in Italian as quattro quarti. This is probably the cake I make more often, especially in its version made with extra virgin olive oil, the most appreciated during our cooking classes, but also the one I rely on when I don't have a clear idea on what to bake. It calls for very simple ingredients from your pantry. It has the scent and flavor of a time pass cake, one your grandmother would make to keep on her kitchen cupboard. Once baked, it can indeed be kept for a few days on a plate or on a cake stand, at hand, a slice for your afternoon snack, one for your breakfast, along with a cup of tea, one if you feel a little peckish. This makes for a traditional cake to know and to love, an ace up your sleeve. So how does a pound cake work? The pound cake, known as quattro quarti in French, quattro quarti in Italian, is one of the simplest pastry recipes, which thrives especially in the households. Originated in the north of Europe, the pound cake spread throughout the continent, in America 
and in other countries with slightly different names, but keeping the same basic rule in its realization. The original pound cake contained one pound each of eggs, sugar, flour and butter, hence its English name, pound cake, and its French or Italian name, quattro quarti, four quarters. What you need is therefore a scale to weigh the eggs, with their shell. The weight of the eggs will then give you the amount of sugar, flour and butter to use. Now I add also baking powder. Usually I use 8 grams, which is about half a tablespoon, when I use 3 eggs. 12 grams, which is about 3 fourths of a tablespoon, when I use 4 eggs. Spices of your choice, a pinch of salt, and you're done. You can imagine infinite combinations, all starting from the same very reliable recipe. Why? Because you can make small and large variations to each category of ingredient. And now we'll see how you can do it. So let's have a look at all the ingredients of a pound cake. Let's start with the first and most important one. Eggs. I always prefer to use organic free-range eggs. In Italy, the medium eggs you buy in a supermarket have a standard size of about 60 grams per egg, which is 2 ounces and 1 eighth. They roughly correspond to US large eggs, which weigh about uh, 57 grams, which is 2 ounces. So you see how easily it would be to use large eggs to make a pound cake. I will link you uh, an article in the episode show notes about the weight of eggs in the US, just to make it easier. This means that now, without weighing them, I know that with three eggs, I will usually use 180 grams of the other three ingredients, the perfect amount for a 20 centimeter round baking pan. With four eggs though, I will use 240 grams of the other ingredients, enough for a round baking pan of about 24 centimeters or for a large loaf pan. Now that we use the eggs of our chickens though, it's very important to weigh them because the, the eggs can vary between 20 or 20 grams from one to the other. The bright side is the intense yellow hue they give to each cake and the genuine flavor though. Now to the second ingredient, sugar. Let's start with the amount of sugar to use. According to the pound cake recipe, you should use exactly the same quantity of the other ingredients. Cake after cake, I realized that you can safely reduce the amount of sugar without having structural problems, especially if you add fresh fruit to the butter. The apple cake made with a pound cake ratio is excellent, for example, and for my taste, the sugar should be reduced by 30-40 grams. As for the type of sugar to use, choose the regular white sugar, cane sugar, raw cane sugar, or even muscovado, according to your taste. And now you might ask me, but is honey working as well? Yes, you can replace it in small quantities, let's say no more than one third of the sugar, to add softness to the cake crumb and a distinctive taste, based of course on the type of honey you use. A Robinia honey will be significantly less assertive than a wildflower or a chestnut honey, for example. If you want to replace the sugar completely with honey, slightly reduce its quantity, as it has a higher sweetening power than sugar. And remember that it tends to caramelize while baking, so a cake made with honey will darken in the oven faster than a cake made with sugar. In this case, I usually prefer to lower the oven temperature to prevent the cake from burning on the outside. So do not be fooled by the color of your cake. 
check it with a toothpick to verify that it has been baked properly. Now the third ingredient, flour. When it comes to the flour to use in your pound cake, choose a regular all-purpose flour, a cake flour, a stone ground flour, or even a whole wheat flour. I usually use the Italian type 1 flour, which roughly corresponds to a stone ground flour. I like it because it gives me the right compromise between taste and texture. I often use farro flour, either the white or the whole meal. You can also replace small quantities of flour with almond meal or chestnut flour. A gluten-free flour mix would work just as well. If you want to make a chocolate cake, you can replace 10% of the flour with unsweetened cocoa powder, so about one-fourth of a cup. Cocoa powder tends to dry the butter, so you should rebalance the quantity of the other ingredients. Add about 40 grams of liquid, which is one-eighth of a cup, which will serve also to add flavor to your butter. Try with water for a neutral taste, but also with milk, coffee, orange juice, mandarin juice, or even a plant milk. And now comes the most exciting part of the pound cake, which is the fat ingredients. This is when the fun begins, as fat is the ingredient that most affects the flavor and texture of the pound cake. The pound cake was made at the beginning with lard or butter, but I took the liberty of replacing them with any ingredient that would even vaguely remember a fat. So instead of butter, you can use ricotta, fresh whipping cream, sour cream, whole yogurt, Greek yogurt, mascarpone, just name one. Each time you will get a different texture and flavor. If you use mascarpone or sour cream, for example, your pound cake will be dense, moist and rich. With yogurt on ricotta, you will have a lighter but also drier pound cake, a perfect texture of a breakfast cake. Especially when you use ricotta, adding also a little butter of olive oil would make your cake softer. And what about olive oil? The interesting part comes when you replace butter with extra virgin olive oil or another vegetable oil. You get a soft, moist pound cake which keeps for longer. In this case, I prefer not to use the same amount as the result will be a cake which is at the same time too greasy and too dry. Why? Because butter is usually made of 83% of fat, while the remaining part is water. Extra virgin olive oil, or a good vegetable oil, is 99.9 fat. What is missing in the oil to make the cake soft is indeed a part of water. Therefore, to simplify it, when I make a pound cake, I use two-thirds of extra virgin olive oil and one-third of water. Sometimes, based on the other ingredients and on the result I want to get, I replace the water with orange or tangerine juice, coffee, tea, a plant milk or a sweet wine, like our Tuscan Vinsanto. This gives to my cake the right amount of fat and moisture, and above all, in the case of lactose intolerances, it allows you to have a very good soft cake made without dairy products. Now that we explored all the ingredients of a pound cake, I want to add a few more notes on how to make a pound cake. So depending on the ingredients you choose, you will also change the sequence in which they are added into the butter. If you make a pound cake with butter, first you will beat butter and sugar until they're fluffy. Then you would add the eggs at room temperature, one at a time, beating well after each addition. 
Now you can add flour, baking powder, salt, and the aromas or spices of your choice. If you have beaten butter and sugar properly, you could even avoid the baking powder, as in the original recipe. It is very important, especially when you use butter, to have all the ingredients at room temperature. In the case of the other fats, on the other hand, I usually beat the eggs with the sugar, then I add the fat I have chosen, and then at the end, the flour and the other ingredients. In the case of the Quatrecarts Breton, the most famous French pound cake made in Brittany, the fat is obviously the excellent salted Breton butter, which is, however, stirred in at the end, as a last ingredient once melted. So now you have all the elements to build your ideal cake. Remember that you can also add fresh or canned fruit, both diced in the cake batter or sliced on top, dried fruit, nuts, raisins, and candied fruit, chocolate chips. You can flavor your cake with the spices you like the most, from cinnamon to cardamom, from vanilla to nutmeg, to my favorite aroma, the grated citrus zest, like orange, lemon, bergamot. You can cut your cake in half and spread it with whipped cream, pastry cream, chocolate, or jam. If you want to make it fancy, glaze your cake with a light icing made of icing sugar and lemon juice, cover it with a chocolate ganache or with buttercream, or soak it with a citrus syrup, a vanilla syrup, or even an elderflower one. Now, I also want to give you a few ideas from the blog archive to make pound cakes. The possibilities are, of course, endless, but these are the ones I bake more often. I'll leave you the links to the recipes in the episode show notes. So, coffee and vanilla pound cake. What about this? This pound cake is meant for breakfast. I chose a white farro flour and I layered the ingredients. So what does it mean? Not just one type of sugar, but white sugar and dark cane sugar. Not just one fat ingredient, but half Greek yogurt and half butter melted and stirred in at the end, as in the Quatrecarts Breton. This gives more depth to the cake and makes it more interesting certainly softer and richer. As for the aroma, I chose vanilla, a homemade extract I make from year to year with vodka and vanilla beans. Then I marble the cake with coffee to frame the dessert right at breakfast time. I simply added two spoonfuls of espresso and a spoonful of unsweetened cocoa powder to a third of the butter. To make it even more tempting, something to really wake you up in the morning, As soon as I took the cake out of the oven, I brushed it with a vanilla syrup. If you want to be more adventurous, replace this syrup with a cardamom one or a syrup made with tonka bean. Follow the same method illustrated in the recipe and simply replace the spices. If you are a chocolate lover, drizzle the pound cake with a chocolate glaze. When the chocolate glaze is still soft, sprinkle the pound cake with two tablespoons of chopped pistachios, for example. Another cake I make often is a chocolate pound cake. So replace 30 grams of flour with 30 grams of a sweetened cocoa powder, use extra virgin olive oil as a fat, and as a liquid to balance the cocoa powder, try coffee or tangerine juice. Add also a handful of chocolate chips and a generous pinch of salt. If you want to add fruit, try for example pears, as in the pear and chocolate cake on the blog. Another cake made with fruit is my mascarpone pound cake with strawberries. It is not too sweet, it is very simple, and it's packed with lots of fresh fruit. A pound cake is also the starting point for my apple olive oil cake. 
This is the most loved on the blog and on Instagram. It is soft and moist. It's a cake for every moment of the day, from breakfast to your afternoon break, but also to close with a sweet note a meal. I have also fond memories with my citrus pound cake that you find in the blog. Remember, I will leave you the link in the episode show notes. It is a dense, moist, rich cake with candied citrus peels and winter spices. Then you could also try a lemon and white chocolate pound cake. In this cake, the fat component is given by butter and white chocolate. I have also slightly reduced the amount of sugar not to have an excessively sweet cake. Choose organic lemons in order to use their zest lightheartedly. This is the end of today's episode of our podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. Do you have a favorite pound cake or a favorite combination of ingredients when you make a pound cake? Share it with us via email or on Instagram using the hashtag Cooking with an Italian Accent and tagging Jules Kitchen. If you have questions about Italian Tuscan cooking, just email me at jules at juleskitchen.com or join our Facebook group, Cooking with Jules Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to a podcast and share it with your friends. You will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in this episode's show notes. And don't forget to visit Jules Kitchen for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. Ciao!